Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning. My name is Promise, and listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us, but before we get into the Word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, I just thank you for today. I just thank you for giving us the opportunity to come together, Lord. I just thank you for giving us the opportunity to fellowship inside of you, Lord, and just showing us what needs to be done, Lord, and giving us your word, Lord, so that we're able to do everything correctly, Lord, and that we don't sin intentionally, Lord. Lord, I also thank you for just being faithful towards us, Lord, and just being kind towards us, Lord, and showing us the way to go, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We are excited to have you with us as we continue our discussion on and study of the book of Acts. This morning we are on, <clears throat> excuse me, chapter Acts chapter 20, and we are continuing our conversation on verses 25 through 38. So if you're just joining us for the first time, or if you need to refresh yourself on those scriptures, want to recommend that you take advantage right now and just pause the episode and read through and then come back and, and join us after you've completed that. Just so it makes it easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. And now at this time, we're opening the floor to give each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So, who'd like to begin? I will. All right, promise. So the Lord's talking to me about verse 33 where um, Paul is saying that he didn't take anyone's gold or silver and that he wasn't coveting um, their money. And mm -hmm. the Lord showed me that, um, especially today, most people think that um, as Christians, it's wrong for us to have wealth. And as a result, they built up inside of an image of a Christian on a sidewalk with a little cup waiting for someone to give them something so that they don't um, perish. And the Lord showing that that was a false perspe perspective. And how with this, it doesn't say in the section for the, to the end of the chapter, it doesn't say that Paul was, that he was poor because he did that. He just said he, um, I won't say established himself, but he, you know, I'll just read it. <laughs> okay. Please do, sir. Thank you, honey. Yes, you, this is verse 34. Yes, you yourselves know that these hands have provided for my necessities and for those who are with me. And inside the scripture, um, you can see this throughout the Bible that, in fact, it says that the Lord wanted people to be wealthy and to have more than enough. And so the Lord's also showing me that um, not to look at it and say, oh, man, I can't wait to get some money as inside of a church building and um, expecting people to give something at an offering and understanding that it's not our own hands that makes people offer our own, um, I'd say, awesomeness. It's about whether or not the <laughs> Lord is working on them and saying, 
hey, you need to give because when the Lord tells them, um, because when the Lord tells them, then they won't be feel motivated. They won't go, oh man, I, I feel bad about giving. I mean, feel, feel bad about not giving because you're not trying to exhort something from them. Well, I, I think what, with what you're saying, just understanding that but what Paul was saying here was that he worked. Mm-hmm. He worked to take care of what he needed. Um, and God, that was the method that God wanted to provide for him. That was where his, um, his resources were coming from that the Lord provided was through him working. But there were other times that people did give and things of that nature, but he wasn't trying to extract the giving, the generosity from the people. He encouraged them to give what God told, whatever God told them to give, but he didn't feel entitled to their money. He wasn't coveting their money, trying to figure out ways to get it out of their hands and into his. He wasn't trying to trick them out of it. And he wasn't, um, he didn't feel entitled. Like I, I gave you the word. Now you owe me, right? He wasn't saying that they had a debt towards him, like a financial debt that they should, they were mandated to give him money, but he did what the Lord put on his heart to do concerning his provisions and his needs, which was to work. And then when people did, were moved by the Lord to contribute to him financially or in whatever way, he was great. He was grateful for it and he appreciated it, but he didn't make that, um, something that he expected people to do for him. He was, appreciative. He was grateful. He realized that it came from the Lord, but also he realized this is what the Lord wants me to do. This is how he wants me to go about um, working in ministries by working with his, with his hands, as he stated here. Um, And so the Lord does want us to be well cared for. And it's important for us to keep in mind that the Lord sends the provision the way he wants to send it. Mm -hmm. When he was building his temple back in, was that Leviticus and, um, Deuteronomy and all of that, when they were going over the the, um, specifications for that, the Lord put it on the people's heart to bring resources, to bring um, the the gold and the silver and whatever they needed to, to get that done, or whether it was the, the threads or you know, the fabrics, whatever it was that they, the Lord moved on their heart and they contributed as he gave them and moved them to do so, not Moses you know, running an auction or <laughs> manipulating them. He didn't have to do that. Or, or counting the change in everyone's pockets. Right, or guilting them into it. Now, you know how the Lord has been good to you. You better be good back. He didn't do any of those kind of things. He just said, give as the Lord stirs in your heart. And that was it. And, and that's in Exodus 20. It begins oh. in Exodus 20. Okay. Yeah. Um. Amen. Amen. And as we look for the hand of the Lord. He's always going to provide for us. So that's that's good understanding that you have. He does want us to be well taken well taken care of, but it's going to come for come from the method that he determined. So like for Elijah, there was the widow, right? And yes. he was, and actually God was not so much concerned about taking care of Elijah because Elijah had already had angel cakes. So God could have he demonstrated that he could have blessed Elijah and preserved him with an angel just bringing him food and water. He had oh, yeah. angel cakes and angel water in the jar. And he also right? had birds. <laughs> like, so the Lord already demonstrated that he could have used a myriad of means to provide for Elijah, but it was more important to God that he provided for the widow of Zarephath. That's why he sent Elijah there was for the woman to be blessed, right? And in yes. order to do that, she had to use her faith. But um, even Elisha staying in the upper room, the woman wasn't a widow. She had a husband, but she needed a child. The Lord wasn't so much concerned about 
Elisha having somewhere to lay his heads because the Lord could have wrapped Elisha in a cloud and tucked him away and then brought him back in the morning. God could have very easily have done that. He has a million ways to do whatever <laughs> he desires. Ways. Exactly. But he wanted to bless that woman with a child that she had been longing for and desiring. And he needed a method to help, help her release her faith so that she could receive. So remembering that, keeping it in the right perspective, it's not so that you can be taken care of as the man or woman of God. God can do that in a myriad of ways. Paul, this is what the Lord said for him, work with your hands for the time being, and then I'll send someone as I determine is, is necessary. But more so that, as he says in verse 35, it's more blessed to give than to receive. It Amen. was more important for him to pour out the word and finish the work so that the people would be blessed and they would receive what God had for them than it was for Paul to get something out of those people back in return. Or, or at least have the opportunity to receive Amen. the blessing. Right? Amen. Because just because the blessing is provided doesn't mean everyone receives it. There are many, unfortunately, that reject it. That Amen. reject the word of the Lord, right? But having the opportunity. And and I love how you, you put that out there, honey, as far as the Lord has an infinite number of ways to provide your, your needs Amen. without having to extract it from people. But it does bring up the the conversation, if you will, and to cause us to examine ourselves for what's the real motivation that someone is, you know, uh, I'll say pastoring a church or, or teaching the word. We'll just say it that way. Mm-hmm. What is what is the true motivation? Is it for natural means and gain, or is it because the Lord called them to do it? And that's ultimately between them and the Lord. Amen to that. So mm-hmm. the better question is, what are your motivations? For you, yes. For you doing, not looking at, what? Are, why are they doing that? That's none of your business. That belongs to Jesus. Amen. It's his body. He'll judge. But for you, are your motivations pure? Are you doing what God asked you to do out of a clean heart, a pure heart and a love for him or something else? And that's something that we always have to be mindful of and root Mm -hmm. out of ourselves is what's in our own heart and let God clean that up. Let him give us a clean heart. Let him give us a new mind about things and be willing to take that up and not be so concerned about looking over in someone else's yard and accusing God's servants before him. Or they motivate, right? Well. If you if you just said that statement, what are your motives then? Okay. So then it's, it's very hard to do that and remain in the love of God and in alignment with what God has told you. So you just mm-hmm. keep it easy. Keep uh, it light. Amen. <laughs> amen. Stay, stay on what the Lord but you told see, you. You see all the, I'll say the, the men of renown, right, throughout mm-hmm. Scripture. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about the, the giants. I'm talking about Jesus, the Christ, the um, faith champions, right? the heroes of faith is yeah. all that, right? Uh, Moses, Elijah, you can go all the way even to Revelation and the two witnesses. What are they doing? Mm-hmm. They're pouring out of themselves. They're giving out of themselves, right? Giving is not always about financial means. Mm-hmm. There's time, talents, and treasure. As in talents, knowledge, skills, abilities, or, you know what I mean? Teaching, revelation that the Lord has given you to help someone else. And, 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 or it may just be the combination of, well, I, I know this person needs help moving or where they're just natural examples, right? Mm-hmm. So helping someone out as all, in everything as the Lord leads, right? Amen. And that's what he said uh, in verse 35, support the weak. Exactly. The Lord knows mm-hmm. what each one needs. Are we willing to 
humble ourselves and, and stay submitted to the Lord and allow him to direct us through Holy Spirit. Mm. And let him use us as he sees fit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And are we just delighted in that? Is that our treasure? Or are we looking to extract? So we must examine ourselves and make sure that just like these heroes of faith, right, that we read about uh, throughout Scripture from beginning to end, right? It was just about pouring themselves out. Paul even says that. I'm about to be poured out essentially like a drink offering, mm-hmm. right? So you see the same mindset of like, hey, I'm okay with just being poured out as long as the Lord is glorified. That's the same mindset we have uh, in Jesus, all right, our pattern example. So it should be how we carry and conduct ourselves in him. I thought LaCharles had something to say. I okay. do. Okay, well, let's hear it, LaCharles. Um, as you were saying, Dad and Mommy, and previously that Paul was given the provision in the manner that the Lord had for him, and I would like to point out that this was not just barely enough for Paul to get by off of. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Paul um, living inside of the poor part of town, living underneath a thatched roof with a couple of fig leaves um, for walls, because we see that Paul said, I had enough for myself and others. Mm-hmm. I was able to give to others with what the Lord was doing for me. And that's also very important for us. Um, you brought up about Elisha and these people. We think that it has to be a miraculous way that the Lord has to provide for us. But we tend to overlook the way that he provides for us daily. It may be giving you a good paying job. It may be giving you work in a time where people are where work is scarce. Mm-hmm. It's how the Lord wants you to go about it, and that's what truly matters. If Paul had been sitting around for some angel cakes that she put up on me, <laughs> Paul would have been skinny, gaunt, and maybe dead. <laughs> that's right. He certainly would have been running. Well, same with the widow of Zarephath, right? Yes. Because, wait, she had to step up in her faith and put it in operation and go, okay, I, I know this was my initial plan, but I'm being directed by the Lord through his servant to make him a cake first. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go do that. Mm-hmm. And as she, after she did that, she had food and or oil and flour enough to make cakes for literally the rest of the time. And it did not run out. It never ran out. So mm-hmm. understanding that as well, right? Not just for, for like, I guess, taking care of someone else. But she had to do that first. And then she was rewarded. The widow of Zarephath. Not just Elijah, right? Each one had to go act out their faith in obedience to the Lord. To what God was saying to them. To receive the provision. Yes. Amen. So yes, if if Mr. Paul at this point had been waiting for angel cakes, the Lord would have been like, um. <clears throat> or tried to extract it out of the people. I said... Right, and then even even Elijah, if he had said, no, I'm not going to the widow of Zarephath, I'm going to stay by the brook. I want stuff by the brook. He would have withered away and died because the <laughs> ravens stopped coming, the water dried up, and the Lord said, you get this cake and get on down the road where I told you to go. If he had been you know, throwing a pity party, no, I'm not going, the Lord would have been like, <clears throat> and nice and merciful to him, but would have said, I told you, get over there with the widow. That's where he put his provision. So... God is gracious, and the Lord is willing to work with us and and cultivate a maturity on the inside of us that we're able to perceive and receive what he is trying to do for us in the here and now and in the future. So go ahead, LeCharles. And how with Paul, what he was saying here, and we tend to 
I'd say take the scripture out of context where it says it's more blessed to get more blessed to give than to receive. But we have to be willing to receive the blessings that the Lord has for us. If um, Elisha had been saying, oh, no, Lord, give that angel cake to my enemies. Um, he would have had the same fate. He would be skinny, withered and gone. And then that's the same as in our own lives. We have to be willing to receive for what the Lord is telling us to give. Um, to receive, meaning that when he gives us a blessing, it's not, oh, no, Lord, I'm too pious. It's better to give than to receive, oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. Meaning that mm-hmm. we're trying to twist the Lord's arm and saying, if you really want to bless me, Lord, you got to bless me big. Or meaning, do it the way I want it. Mm-hmm. Yes. But we have to consider that what Jesus was meaning in that statement was that when the Lord tells you to give, it is better to give than to receive. Mm-hmm. If it's just us doing it in our own flesh, the effects will be about the same. Mm-hmm. You would have, I'd say, I don't want to say you'll have nothing, but it'll be You'll harder. be lacking. Yes. It will not be the fullness of what the Lord intended for you. Promise? Well, well oh. real quick, uh, uh, enjoy that thought, sir, right? But what we're looking to receive also, right, matters. So yes. we'll, we'll take, for example, Elisha. Now the Lord used him mightily, right? Here's the enemy's plans. Now, Elisha could have either A, withheld the plan, right? But ultimately, all the whole nation of Israel wanted freedom, right? They, they were in freedom. They wanted to keep that freedom, yes? So yes. Elisha had to go and give the plan that the Lord gave to the king so they could set up their, their defenses, right, and counter the enemy's plan of attack, right? But notice how Elisha... Elisha, excuse me, did not try to extract reward, right? He was content going, I have freedom and liberty, yes, first and foremost through the Lord, but then also that the nation is free, that I'm not looking for riches. I'm content not being, uh, you know, killed or in slavery and captivity elsewhere, right? Yes. So he was just freely giving as the Lord had directed him. And I believe that's a mindset we all have to have. Not always looking to better our financial standing, but just, you know, Jesus' delight and his desire, let's just be pleasing to his Father. Right? And he even said, foxes have holes and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. He wasn't concerned so much with natural things, even though, yes, his Heavenly Father absolutely provided for him everything he needed and then some. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's the same mindset we need to have. Mm. Oh, and very quickly, as the Charles was saying that um, with being able to receive something, the Lord showed me that um, we also have to understand that whatever the Lord gives us, we also have to receive. And the Lord um, remind me of what um, Elijah when he was being fed by the ravens, he wasn't slapping the meat out of the ravens' beaks and saying, where'd you get that meat? And then saying, I can't eat that because it's unclean. But he took the provision where the Lord Amen. gave it to him Amen. because he knew that the Lord had pure motives and that whatever the Lord gave him will sustain him. Hey, that's, that's a very mm-hmm. profound revelation there, my love. Amen. I appreciate it. Amen. Even the children of Israel in the wilderness, right? They were fed manna. From heaven, and they still had to pick it up off the ground. 
Mm-hmm. Right? And they said, what is this? <laughs> exactly. Well, that's what manna means, right? <laughs> what is it? But either way, right? It was the Lord's provision, which denotes it was good. Amen. Or being suitable satisfied. for its purpose. Yeah. There's a lot to be said about being satisfied with what the Lord does for us. Amen. Being grateful and appreciative. Amen. Amen. Well, there's a lot in there. So let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. Lord, we just thank you for your provision, Lord, and the way that you have it for us, Lord. And we just thank you that you're the one who guides our steps, Lord. And it's not us trying to force you into doing anything, Lord, but that you have your own time and your own plans, Lord, that we can be part of and we benefit from, Lord. Lord, we also just thank you that you have given us your written word, Lord, with all this information for us, Lord, and that you have given to us wisdom that go along with it, Lord. You have given us the understanding or the meaning that is held within, Lord, so it's not just words on a page, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.